Hello, and welcome to this Unified Communications edition of the Cisco Analyst Podcast Series. I'm Andy Leong with Unified Communications Solutions Marketing. These sessions are intended to provide updates on what's going on today with Cisco UC. In this podcast, we'll be reviewing some updates to our collaboration portfolio, as well as giving you a sneak peek into what we'll be announcing in just a few weeks at the Spring VoiceCon show in Orlando. With me today is Heather Ponet, Product Manager of Unified Communications. Welcome, Heather. Thank you, Andy. Heather, we've had a lot of exciting announcements and activities around UC since September. At that time, we kicked off Cisco UC System Release 7.0 as part of our collaboration portfolio. And one of the key themes we had talked about was open systems and interoperability. We introduced a inter-domain or inter-company presence federation between Cisco Unified Communications Environments and Microsoft OCS or Office Communication Server. In addition, we introduced a series of Unified Communications widgets, which ultimately gave customers the ability to do things such as click to call from environments such as Internet Explorer, as well as Office applications. Our R&D teams have been extremely busy building additional levels of integration to help our customers leverage their investments both in Cisco as well as Microsoft. Heather, can you share some details around these integrations? With the addition of these latest capabilities, Cisco now has the broadest level of integration with Microsoft in the industry. We have integrations with IP telephony, conferencing, unified messaging, contact center, video, WebEx, and presence. So with these capabilities, we really have now a broad set of integrations. We're working forward, however, and with our UC 7.0 launch, have started to discuss collaboration architecture, and in particular, a common client services framework. The important part about the Common Client Services Framework is that it allows us to expose communications capabilities in a variety of client interfaces, including with Microsoft and WebEx Connect solutions. So this Common Client Services Framework, what is it all about? It's really about taking a service-oriented architecture and exposing communications services in a Web 2.0 mythology. The important part is that it lets the user have the experience they choose, In the case of Microsoft, where the customer has chosen Microsoft Office Communicator for their desktop solution, the question at hand is how can Cisco create an integrated user experience that is single desktop? From our perspective, taking the common client services framework, we're able to directly expose rich Cisco UC services through the Microsoft Office Communicator instant messaging and presence user interface. And what we mean by these UC services are voice messaging presence as examples of these services. Video would be another example. The important part about that is to start to drive ourselves to an environment where we can access UC services from a familiar user interface based on a common framework. And this certainly represents a key architectural component for us as part of the collaboration architecture. We view this really as a desktop collaboration enablement piece for us. So how do we actually expose these capabilities when the user has selected Microsoft on the desktop? Using the common client services framework, we're able to expose, for example, solutions through Microsoft Office Communicator in a very integrated user experience. What does that really lead towards? You start to suggest that a customer who has deployed Microsoft Instant Messaging and Presence can augment those capabilities 
with the rich and reliable telephony capabilities that you've come to expect in your office. The underlying voice capability is provided, however, by Cisco Unified Communications Manager, making all the underlying attributes of the system available to the user. What the user sees is a Cisco UC experience from a familiar interface for calling and the ability to optionally control an IP phone from Cisco if they so choose. Leaving the office with that as the only client, including from a mobile perspective, such as where you have hotspot access coming in without a VPN, you can use it as a communications device wherever you may be. This is a very cool application, Heather. What the user sees is really a seamless experience using a familiar interface. At the same time, customers can access the enterprise reliability and call quality that they've come to expect from Cisco Unified Communications. Moreover, users do not need to be concerned about what happens on the back end. So this represents a lightweight, easy-to-deploy desktop integration that delivers a compelling user experience without the complexities of things such as dual call control and uh, what that means from a back-end operations and management perspective is that we don't now need things like CTI gateways, we don't need mediation servers, and we no, no longer need redundant trunks to service providers, if you will. As Cisco started with the user experience, that is by far the most important point. There's no point in doing things for people in IT back office if you haven't helped the folks in front. Now that we have and we've given them the integrated experience, whether in the office or mobile, really the question is, what do you do for the back office? How do you help those guys? Really, from this perspective, the common client services framework that we've built in here allows you to add this integration as another endpoint to Cisco Unified Communications Manager. You have a single infrastructure for management, no duplicate call control servers, no need for mediation servers or media translation between RT-Audio and G711, G729. You also have a single dial plan, so there's no need for dialing plan translations. You can get rid of CSTA gateways, SIP trunk gateways. Really, you start to strip away all of the infrastructure required to mesh multiple call control environments going into a single call control solution. What does this really mean? Less CapEx, less OpEx? Because there are fewer moving parts, you wind up with a more reliable solution inherently. So Heather, do we have a specific name for this functionality? This will be called the Cisco UC Integration for Microsoft Office Communicator. When we talk about this to customers, we refer to this as a capability that we'll have in the 2009 timeframe. As we start to think about what this means for customers, it's, it's a simplified user experience with a single client based upon their choice of Microsoft Presence and IM. It's starting to provide a lower cost and more reliable infrastructure that also benefits from some of the other attributes that Cisco's real-time communications has. Things such as quality of service and call admission control. Don't let a call get on the network if it will have a bad quality experience. End-to-end -end monitoring so that you can view the call from end-to-end -end in real-time as the call is happening. Think about things like Colcan branch survivability or the ability when you're on a site without a call server. Can the client survive and continue to operate if there is a disruption somewhere upstream in the network? 
So those are a few of the attributes that present themselves as not only being a robust IT infrastructure from a reliability and availability perspective, but also in terms of integrity that the IT department provides for a good user experience that the user never even knows about. Great. So as you can see, we're offering choice to customers. It isn't a zero-sum integration decision. If customers want dual call control, they can select that. If they want Cisco UC integration for Microsoft Office Communicator, they can select that as well. This flexibility is available, and it really is up to the customer to select what's best for their particular scenario. So, Heather, what about phone presence? Are we able to provide this in the Microsoft Office Communicator user desktop? Uh, yes, we are. So when someone's using the Microsoft Office Communicator client and they go off hook, the unified communications integration for Microsoft Office Communicator will use Microsoft APIs to communicate with the Office Communications server and show that that user has gone off hook and give them a busy status. So anyone else using a client connected to the OCS server will see that that person is busy and know to call them at a later time. If nothing else, let's leave the call by saying that Cisco will provide a broad set of integration for customers, regardless of what they have in their workspace. We're talking today about Microsoft, but we're really thinking about all other implementations, whether on-premise, on-demand, or even hybrid. The key is that we'll offer a very broad set of choices for customers. Let's consider the fact that customers will make a choice based on the value sets that are available. This latest roadmap, which includes the Cisco UC integration for Microsoft Office Communicator, is something we believe that customers will embrace. We've talked under non-disclosure to a number of very large customers who quite like this approach, and if you have the time, it's something worth digging into. And how about our formal launch and announcement plans? We've begun talking exposing communications services in a Web 2.0 mythology through a services-orientated architecture with our collaboration launch in September. That was the foundation piece that we've been going to market with, really more as architecture. This integration, along with UC integration for WebEx Connect as a proof point product, will come to market around the middle of 2009 for general availability. That's great. And we'll, in fact, be announcing as well as demonstrating these capabilities at the upcoming Spring VoiceCon show in Orlando. So along with flexibility, we're also focusing our announcements around the areas of mobility and simplicity. So the product areas we'll focus in on above and beyond clients will be telepresence slash video and obviously mobility. I hope you can join us there, either physically or virtually. At the show, we'll have a very exciting demonstration of a variety of Cisco collaboration solutions. As well, we'll have specific NDA sessions for our analysts, focusing on the future of collaboration, mobility, video, as well as contact center. In addition, we're going to have a virtual VoiceCon experience available to those who choose to join us virtually. Stay tuned for some communications from your analyst relations team. So in summary, Cisco is delivering on its collaboration vision, unifying applications, devices, networks, and people. We're innovating across all areas of our portfolio, so stay tuned for more exciting announcements. This concludes this UC edition of the Cisco AR podcast series. Heather, thank you very much for joining me on this podcast. For more information, please visit 
www.cisco.com forward slash go forward slash AR podcasts. To our audience, thank you for tuning in.